Thank you for joining us for this episode. Today, we're joined by Mani Madan, and we're going to be speaking about bringing PRP into your office on the OI show. Hey, friends, this is Dave Keating. Before we get into the show, I wanted to thank Team for supporting the podcast. If you're not aware, Team is a virtual staffing and agency which helps connect virtual teams to your practice. I don't know about you, but I had a harder and harder time finding people to come in and join me in the in-office staff. And so over the last two years, we've found 10 virtual people to become part of our team. They do things like answer the phone, they help with billing insurance, they check for documentation before it comes in, they scribe in the exam room, they can order contact lenses, and the list goes on. We've been able to work with several agencies over the years, but we have found that team has been the most effective at ensuring that our virtual employees get paid, stay on time, and that we're following up with them and making sure that they're great agency for these people. If you are ever interested in considering a virtual employee into your office, I'd love to chat with you. But also, I wanted to let you know that Team is offering a $250 discount when you first sign up with them. Check out HireTeam.com, H-I-R-E-T-E-E-M.com for a $250 discount or see the show notes below for a link that will get you to the website. Thanks to team for supporting the OI show. And thanks to you for being a listener. Welcome again. We're so excited to uh, be joined by uh, Dr. Madan. It's so awesome to have you. Good talking with you again. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Thank you for inviting me back on the show again. And I'm super excited to talk about just practical tip, tips on how to bring PRP into your practice, right? And, and yeah. when it when it's time to bring that into your practice, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think that uh, when I think of you, I'm so sorry, but I think of Bloody Tears. Uh, we've talked about this in the past. And uh, you just brought biologics and helped me make them more realistic and applicable. And like, how does this really work? You know, I'm so grateful for the work that you've put in and that you're willing to share with all of us. Let's just get started briefly Tell us a little bit about your practice and, um, you know, you do advanced dry eye and so forth. So just tell us briefly just about you. We we did it on the other podcast, but there's two people who haven't listened to that one. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. I'm flattered by my nickname, Bloody Tears. So thank you for that. <laughs> Um, I practice in Vancouver um, and, and I am in an advanced kind of a dry eye disease practice. So I see referrals from ophthalmology and optometry for patients uh, that need advanced dry eye treatments. And I sometimes also see patients that are just, uh, you know, uh, perhaps want to be more on the preventative side of things as well, right? You know, we all know with the digital age that the prevalence of dry eye is, is certainly increasing. And so, you know, uh, it's nice to be able to see some of those patients as well and, and help them with their journey so that they don't get to those advanced uh, stages of dry eye. Yeah, absolutely. So share with us a little bit about um, um, about PRP drops. Like we've heard of biologics. These things are starting to pick up in, in you know, some of the trade journals. There's lots of literature about it. But give us the 10,000 foot view. 
what are they? How is it different than, say, a Togolus serum? You know, what is the the benefits over, say, uh, you know, another prescription medication? How is it, you know, applicable in your practice compared to procedures like IPL and, and you know, yeah. thermal pulsation and whatnot? Like, tell us a little bit about them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so those are some really important and big questions to answer, right? And these are the practical uh, questions of, you know, when do I want these things and and how do they fit in? Well, um, so in our practice, we've been working with, uh, you know, blood biologics for the last four or five years. And the reason I kind of started to implement was also because I was seeing all of these, uh, you know, these advanced dry eye patients. And this was, in fact, before I even had IPL technology in my practice, right? Over the last few years, of course, we're seeing more IPL and radio frequencies and in-office treatments to manage our patients. But this was even before that. Um, and I was seeing a lot of autoimmune uh, type of dry eye related to Sjogren's. And I was putting these patients on autologous serum, but was noticing a variability in results, right? Some patients would respond, some patients would come back and say uh, nothing really changed. And so I kind of started to do some research into this area um, and uh, wanted to see why there's variability and what is it in particularly an autologous serum that we're really after uh, and why are we employing blood biologics in our patients? I mean, the blood biologics area is not new, right? We we know that many areas of medicine use it. Uh, we know it works in orthopedics for joint injuries. It works in dentistry uh, when patients are undergoing implant surgeries to help heal from those. Uh, we also know it's it's in cosmetics. Uh, so, so I knew that there was a lot going on in this field, but I really wanted to tune into what is in eye care that is really working for it. And so what I learned was that um, in autologous serum, what we're really after are growth factors, right? So growth factors are little agents in our body that um, are released from our platelets in response to injury. So if you were to cut yourself, uh, you know, your platelets, your blood obviously rushes to that site and those platelets actually release, uh, you know, over 800 different molecules to help that area heal. And the primary things in platelets are growth factors, right? Um, and, and so they cause a lot of healing. There's also um, anti-inflammatory agents, there's vitamin, vitamins, there's minerals, there's cytokines, there's electrolytes. So all of this area causes healing. But the reason um, I feel that platelet-rich plasma is very different from autologous serum is in platelet-rich plasma, we actually keep the platelets um, and then they are the ones that are used, uh, you know, in the drop to help heal the ocular surface. Um, so the big difference is autologous serum does not contain platelets. Okay. And uh, in medicine, and when we're looking at all of these studies, it's really the platelets that are the star of the show, right? So yeah. they are the components in our blood that contain these wonderful healing agents. Uh, so autologous serum contains the content of it but not necessarily the platelets themselves. Mm. Now there's huge advantage in keeping platelets um, in, in, uh, in the, the stuff that we dispense to our patients, right? Um, because for one, you're going to have uh, platelets that contain the natural growth factors and they're going to be released in a more bioavailable way in response to the injury rather than just everything being dumped on it. Uh, so that's a really um, kind of a big, big uh, area why we use uh, platelet-rich plasma. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, so this is uh, this is something. Uh, I know the answer to this, but I'm gonna lay you up for it. 
So we just order this from the from from the pharmacy, and then it gets delivered. Um, and you know, is this something where I can just send send the blood off, or is this something that really needs to be done in an office or in a controlled environment, or is it something I can ship off to somebody else to do? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, working with blood biologics, um, you know, although now, as you mentioned, that there are a ton of studies that support the use of platelet-rich plasma versus autologous serum uh, in, the, in the healing of ocular surface, uh, the limitations has been, I mean, how do we get this to our patients, right? Like, wh- what is the protocol? How do we, um, you know, deliver this kind of a product to our patients? And especially in eye care, you know, that that really has been a challenge. We do see some uh, protocols in medicine and naturopathic and things like that, uh, that they have, but we don't have anything in eye care. Um, you know, we need obviously the patient, we need to draw their blood, we need uh, a system to be able to now take that blood and centrifuge it. We also need a system to then know exactly how to centrifuge and collect this, you know, really platelet rich plasma for these patients. And then of course, we need to be able to now dispense that to a patient, right? They need to be able to use this as a drop. So we have to worry about the viscosity of the drop, uh, mm. how it's going to last, how it's going to be used. Um, and all of those variables that also come into play. Um, and so, you know, I think there may be some local labs that, uh, of course, you can work with and you would have to reach out to them and say, hey, is this is this something that you know how to do in terms of the ocular surface? Um, or, you know, so, yeah, I, th- I think that there, there needs to be more work in this area for yeah. sure. So, so I recently had PRP on my knee and, you know, a lot of people are doing the vampire facials and they're using PRP for that. In every instance I can think of, the PRP is generated right then and there, right? Uh, I had an injection in, you know, my shoulder once and an injection in my knee. And when those things have been done, they do the, the blood draw then they inject them a half hour later, right? It's it's right there, ready to go. Um, so it seems as if, you know, if a patient is hearing about this and they've heard of PRP before, they kind of understand that this is a process. I come in, I get it, I go away on the same day. Whereas with other things, autogulous serum in, in, in our practices, our access is that you have to send it off and wait for example. So let's dig in a little bit. So it makes sense that it needs to be done either at a local place or within your office. Mm -hmm. So what, um, yeah, I guess I, you spoke a little bit about this, get into how you discovered that you can't just go down to your, your local master esthetician's office. Who's doing a vampire facial draw the blood, spin it exactly the same way as for, you know, the skin or for an injection. How did, how'd you learn that? How did you figure that out? Yeah, no, you bring up really good points. I mean, we can go to other areas of medicine and they're able to access this and give this to you right in their clinics, right? Why can't, as optometrists, as eye doctors, uh, you know, can we not do that? And and I think um, that we can, right? This is something that we can give to our patients. We are venturing into other ways of helping our patients with dry eye, whether it's IPL or bringing some of these technologies. And although, you know, optometrists traditionally have not worked with blood and needles, 
I, I really think that this is in our wheelhouse to bring in-house and be able to provide these services to our patients, right? And that's how my thinking with this uh, started a few years ago, because once I discovered that platelet-rich plasma is what I really want to be offering to my patients, and I saw some really consistent results with it, we wanted to then uh, be able to bring that in-house. Um, and when you bring these things in-house, you really can control, obviously, the uh, the concentration of, uh, of what you're going to be offering to your patients, you can control the quality of it, and you're going to know exactly what the patient is getting. So there's a lot of consistency, consistency, especially when you're seeing this patient's back. Now with autologous serum, when we send them out, we have no idea, you know, how their blood is being processed, what is the concentration of platelets that they're ending up with, or sorry, not platelets, but growth factors, mm-hmm. and is it sitting out on shelves? And and then, of course, when it's being mailed to the patient or or there's a delay in it them getting that blood biologic, I mean, what is the survival of all those growth factors that are in there, right? So having it in-house to me made the most sense because then I can be sure that I'm providing a really good product to my patients that is consistent time after time, right? Yeah. Exactly what our other colleagues are doing, what our dentists are doing, and like you said, for your uh, for your injury, uh, for your joint injury and what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as you walked your way through this, um, what are some things that, you know, if somebody else wanted to get involved in this, that they need to say, hey, you know, I heard this podcast. I want to start this in a month or two. So I need to start ordering the supplies. What, uh, what kind of things are they needing to set up? And, you know, I'm just even thinking logistics of maybe you can't draw blood in your office. So who do you, who do you work with on drawing blood? If that's not something you can do, maybe you can like hire somebody or yeah. Walk me through this. I mean, I think you're seemingly complicated process. And it's, it was definitely overwhelming and daunting. (laughs) So thank you for doing it. (laughs) Like, where do you start? I mean, who is going to draw the blood? Absolutely. Like you said, and and then what am I going to do with that blood? You know what I mean? How do I know that there are platelets in this and and that I am getting something good quality Mm. to the patients? Um, And so, you know, my journey kind of started working with actually labs. And I also worked with the Canadian uh, Blood Association and the college here as well uh, to kind of figure out, um, you know, to come up with a formula that was going to work. You know, of course, you're going to need if you cannot do the blood draw in your own clinic because of the college regulations, then, of course, you're going to need to work with a nurse or a a naturopath or perhaps a phlebotomist. You may want to bring them in the clinic, um, you know, and, and have appointments for your patients to come in and do the blood draw. For your uh, for your patients, uh, and then of course you're going to need all the equipment, right? And that's a very challenging part too. There mm. are many centrifuges on the system on the market. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to work best in terms of what you're looking for. Uh, you need things to be done in a timely fashion, but you also need uh, good quality um, centrifugation of of the blood so that you maintain the integrity of the platelets. They can be really quite injured in the process if we're not very careful with that. And then, of course, we need to figure out, like, how am I going to now dispense this to the patients, right? There are many plastic products out there that can 
um, actually be very hurtful to the platelets. So pl plastics, uh, platelets actually stick to plastics. Really? Uh, we don't want to, yeah. So we don't want to actually dispense PRP into, into a plastic product or into a plastic bottle and give that to our patient. They're also light sensitive. So we also don't want, um, you know, to be putting it in bottles that are clear. And, you know, that is also going to degrade the platelet. So there was a lot of learning. There was a lot of figuring out how we're going to maintain the integrity of the platelets and then give a product to the patients that um, is going to last uh, a couple of months, right? Our challenge. So you didn't just get to read the how to bring PRP into your office book. You didn't find that at the local library. Right. I googled. I googled. I didn't find it. <laughs> there was a lot of wow. There's a lot of learning here. So it it sticks to plastic. So we have to use glass vials for our for our, our our droplets, right? And who in eye care has ever seen a glass droplet uh, bottle, right? Those that seems like we're gonna have to Google some places to find that. Um, and then how to centrifuge. The other thing you brought up is like the timing and the time frame. And that's something that you taught me is that um, I can't just draw a patient's blood and then at the end of the day, work through all these patients after, after patient care, right? I can't just get their blood ready at the end of the day when I'm done, or I can't just do it in between patients because timing is a major timing, factor here. Timing is of the essence. And in fact, also the tubes that we collect the blood in, what I also learned, uh, you know, when I was researching this, that there is a huge variability in how that blood is um, collected in separate, different tubes. And so many of the tubes can have, uh, you know, silica type agents to help clot the blood faster. And, uh, and of course, some of the companies are using that to really reduce their time of processing, but that can add chemicals to the final product. And when you're using it on an ocular surface, which is already compromised, and of course, our ocular surface is very, very sensitive, you know, um, and so those things can really add up. Um, and, and of course, these patients are using this for long term, and you're not just injecting it and, and done with it. Do you know what I mean? So there's definitely right. more challenges with this and figuring out that we do deliver a product that is safe to the patient. So if I do a blood draw, what's the most amount that I'm going to get? Is it good? You know, if a patient uses it four times a day or something like that, like what can I get from one, you know, one draw? Yeah. If I were to draw your blood, um, I would be able to draw enough blood to give you a supply of PRP that you can use four times a day for three months. So every single day in both eyes, months. four mm -hmm. times a day for three months. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. And you need to refrigerate it and freeze it. How's that come into play? Absolutely. Um, you know, another big difference between PRP and, uh, and autologous serum is that autologous serum is often diluted, right? So when we uh, dispense autologous 20, that just means there's 20% autologous serum, which is your blood biologic, and then it's 80% saline, or autologous 40 would be 40% your blood biologics, and then, you know, 60%. Uh, saline, whereas PRP, another huge advantage is that it can be 100%, right? So it is 100% PRP, which also means there's no saline added, there's no additives, there's no preservatives. So it's completely 100% natural. It does need to be refrigerated because we are not adding those additives in there. 
Um, and often uh, a single vial of, uh, you know, uh, it's either single use, right? You th throw it after every use, or you can, uh, there are multi-disposable bottles that will last you a week in the fridge at most, and then the rest needs to be frozen. And so patients will pull out a bottle every night, right? Or sorry, once a week, the night before that they're going to use it. So it kind of dethaws in the fridge. And if they're going to be traveling or something, they can take a cooler with a freezer pack or an ice pack or something. And is that... Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, my mom just actually went to India and she wanted to take her PRP with her. Oh, man. <laughs> and, and she actually just took a coffee mug, right? So coffee mugs are are insulated. She put a bunch of ice in there and then put the her PRP drops in there and then, you know, took them across security. That was pretty easy. And then during the flight, she just had the flight attendant keep filling up uh, the bottle, you know, the thermos with the, the coffee mug with the, with ice. So it, it can be done. And, and um, yeah, it looks easier than carrying a whole cooler around. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if somebody's in the PRP business, they may want to be thinking about a carrying case for uh for patients to to purchase right hmm, maybe a business idea <laughs> dr madan yeah yeah lots uh, of things to consider and of course you're going to get tons of patient questions as well right like mm -hmm. something like this how am i going to travel across with this what happens if i leave it out of the fridge for a very long time or for a few hours or uh, what if i miss a dose so those are some of the other you know things uh of course we learned and uh, ironed around mm -hmm. along mm -hmm. the way. So, um, you know, as soon as somebody brings up something that's really interesting like this, the questions automatically come up is like, do you, so send me all your resources, all the places that you get this stuff. Um, you know, how long do you spin it? How long do you do all of that? And that I know takes an incredible amount of time on somebody like yourself and you just don't have time for that. So I was talking with you about this and you were in the process of creating, how can I help more people? And obviously, you know, sourcing the products and getting things for people. You've uh, recently started chatting with me about bringing this in and working with me and figuring out where can I get this done and so forth. Tell me about the evolution of that. Like you, you, you now have um, a product that you can help pass off to other practitioners to bring this into their office. Um, I ran through the financials of it, and it's not like you're gouging people for tons of money because you're supplying them a lot of products. Obviously, this is a labor of love for you. Um, if somebody wants to go out and do it on their own, they they can. Right? You did it. Um, but Absolutely. you've simplified this for people. And this isn't an advertisement. This is a how do we share resources and you are a resource in this area. Tell us how you came to that evolution. Was it because everybody was asking you questions? And then also, like, tell us a little bit about what you're doing and how this process has been developed, if you if you could. Uh, no, absolutely. I mean, this this is definitely a passion project for me, right? I, I want to empower um, optometrists to to you know elevate our services, to bring on more services. I mean, the more we do, and the way different ways we take care of of, of our patients and our population the better we advance our profession, right? And, and so it really comes from the love of let's advance our profession, let's advance our scope, let's work together 
to see how we can best help our patients. Let's continue to educate ourselves. Um, and so it, it, it kind of developed from there as, uh, as we started to see very consistent results with our patients. Patients came in asking about it. Um, and we also kind of, you know, learned so much about the process and the blood biologics. So I feel very passionate about it. Um, and so I, I, I do want to help other optometrists uh, bring this technology into, into their practices. I don't want them to fear how overwhelming it is, you know. And at first, I think, like you said, you can definitely do the research on your own. Um, but I think it's also nice to turn to colleagues and, uh, uh, you know, for that guidance and support. I know when I brought on other technologies into my practice, it was nice to be able to reach out to somebody else and say, hey, how is this working for your, you know, IPL in your aesthetics population? Or, or what do you think about this? And so I, I want to be that resource as well, you know, uh, for, for my colleagues uh, and to help um, and to help with this process for sure. Yeah. What's involved in the process that you help people bring in? Um, just a, an ebook or you well, actually sell, you have, you have product, you have centrifuge yeah, recommendations have, uh, and stuff, absolutely. right? We have uh, developed a whole kind of a system. So it takes all of the guesswork out of it, right? So we will help provide all of the equipment that you will need in your office to be able to do this. So uh, from a, literally a bandage to a needle to ex every single equipment that you're going to need to be able to draw the patient's blood. Uh, we're going to provide all of the um, guidelines on exactly what to do with the blood. So all the equipment, the process of how to handle the blood and what to do with that. And then, of course, everything that you need to now safely dispense it to your patients and, uh, you know, guarantee that there is consistency with it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So all the instructions and all the equipment uh, come with it. Lots of support as well. I work with a really great uh, team of phlebotomists, uh, you know, that have kind of helped me with this process as well. And they come with a wealth of knowledge in this area, which has been fascinating to learn from. And then, of course, we want to share our knowledge of how do you implement this into your practice, right? Um, uh, so it's not just um, PRP from uh, other sources. I mean, dentists do it different. We do it different. So when is it the leap to go on with PRP in your practice? When should you consider adding it? How do you talk to your patients about it? We also offer staff training. Uh, so how does your staff talk about it? How are they able to answer questions about this uh, and feel comfortable uh, recommending this to the patients? And then, of course, how do you see patients and follow up with this, right? Uh, what are you looking for? How do you counsel them? Uh, you know, all of that good stuff. I knew some of that. I'm bringing this in. I didn't know it was all of that. I think you need to raise your price because this is a killer deal. Uh, but not until after I get going, right? <laughs> so I'm paying. I'm paying for it too. This that's incredible. I didn't know like about the staff and you know helping the train. So what I'm going to need when I bring this into my office, or from what I've understood, is I need to supply a phlebotomist or somebody who draws blood, or maybe I have a medical assistant in my office who has that, depending on state to state, or a nurse or somebody who can draw the blood. Beyond that. Um, do you recommend having that person do the processing or Absolutely. do you think that can be done by a, a, a technician or somebody else in the office? What's your recommendation? Uh, no, um, absolutely. I think so. We will provide you with everything that you need. Uh, the only thing your a clinic is need, uh, going to need to provide is a person to draw the blood and process the blood. Um, the way it works in our clinic is um, I have a nurse uh, that comes in. Um, two days a week, Wednesday and a Friday. And, um, and so she, you know, once the patient checks in, then she takes the patient back and does the blood draw. And she is the one that does the blood processing. 
the whole process is actually just about an hour. Okay. So it, it, it's not a long process. And I do recommend it is the same person that's doing it because mm. we want to follow universal guidelines for handling blood. We don't want to have too many people in the mixture when we're handling, um, you know, a blood biologic. Right. Um, yeah. So once, and then, yeah. and then I, I need that person and I probably need a freezer or a refrigerator. Do you I don't need anything really. else? No, I don't even think you need a fridge or a refrigerator Jeepers. because you're giving me everything. The patient um, will not leave uh, until they get their uh, biologics to go home with them, right? So the blood actually never leaves the site of the patient. And I, th- I feel really comfortable with that process because th- that's what happens when you go to pharmacies, you give your blood and they compound it. You, I mean, how do you know you didn't get somebody else's blood? I'm mm. putting it out there. Uh, so we want to make sure that, um, that that the process is done in a timely manner that um, you don't need to store anything in your practice, right? So you're, you're able to dispense that to the patient within, you know, 20, 30 minutes um, of, of uh, them being, being in here and give them kind of detailed instructions. So I would say the whole appointment is an hour long. And within that, they get the blood draw, they get their product, they also get to know exactly what to do with it. Um, and then they also get to book a follow-up appointment to see me in a couple of months. Yeah. Now I, I I know the questions people always ask me is it covered by insurance. The answer is no. This is going to be something that's going to be private pay, as you and I have talked about in the past. Many patients need one or two rounds of PRP that they may be doing somewhat aggressively, and then they may not need PRP after that, or they may choose. And you said, I think that um, we can have a shelf life of six months in the freezer. So you could do something where now they go from four times a day to two times a day, and maybe they're just using it less often as a maintenance and so forth. And then maybe some people just need it as a Let's get some things regenerated and then we may not need it again for a year or something. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. And I see kind of variety of all of those patients. Some some of my patients just have had PRK or LASIK and they just need that for corneal nerve regeneration. And then they, they're young and they don't ever need it again. Um, and then I have, of course, some patients with autoimmune disorders that have tried several other medications and nothing works, right? They keep mm-hmm. going back on steroids because they keep rebounding and PRP tends to really work for them and then they stay on it. Um, and so those are, you know, different applications. And like you said, you can uh, reduce the frequency of it because the shelf life in the freezer is up to six months. Yeah. Um, and then uh, kind of the last thing is this w- with regards to price, pricing for this in many offices. And we we speak ranges of what we've heard throughout the country, maybe anywhere from six to $1,100 over the course of a three-month time period. Some people charge a little bit less. It's somewhat involved in what all is going in through that. So I think that's kind of a, a, a spacing. You help coach people on figuring out what might be right for them. You don't tell them what to do, but you kind of give areas of like, here's how you may want to present it, how how you present cost. And that's something also that you talk with people about, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's part of part of our education as well and helping the the optometrists establish this in their space, in their clinic, uh, you know, for their patients. I mean, I think that this could be, uh, you know, 
science and innovation is wonderful. And of course, we need to be able to pay for those things as well when we bring these things to our practice, right? Mm-hmm. I think with this uh, with this niche here, uh, you know, there, there's an opportunity to build our practice. There's an opportunity to set ourselves apart from other, uh, you know, other practitioners in the area and, and taking care of a totally different you know, type of a dry eye and uh, and and a patient population, and so uh, there's definitely revenue uh, that that the doctor can then keep in house and help uh, support their innovation and and uh, you know technology to their patients. Yeah, yeah. Well, that brings about better patient care. Those of us who don't charge enough for the things we do tend to not do enough for the Absolutely. patients we have, right? Absolutely. Awesome. So um, we'll leave some some notes to how to connect uh, with you or people can reach out to me at Dave Kading or through at Optometric Insights. And uh, But what are some things that people need to do in to connect with you? Where do you suggest they go? Uh, we'd love for you to visit the website. It's called www.mydrop.ca. That's M-Y-E drop.ca. Um, and there's tons of information on the website, uh, you know, about the process, about the differences between PRP and uh, anatologous. And I'd love to, you know, have uh, have them set up a, a phone call with one of our team members to kind of go over how to, you know, bring this to their practices. And, you know, our goal is, uh, again, it's, it's a passion project. So my goal is to really just make this process easy and uh, and and have some more innovation in optometry. Yeah, get more patients treated. Well, thank you. This is awesome. Appreciate you hanging out with me today. Yes, thank you so much for having me on here. Yes. And thank you for joining us for the OI show. Make sure to like and subscribe. Stay tuned for further episodes on amazing innovations and awesome people like Dr. Madan. We'll talk with you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks again, friends, for joining us for this episode. Again, thanks to team for their support of this episode. If you're considering or have ever considered getting a virtual team member for your practice, check out HireTeam.com. That's H-I-R-E-T-E-E-M.com. Mention the OI show when signing up or hit the link below for a $250 discount off of your first month's team member. 